and one of them is I love that. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're keeping it real goes right. Welcome back to Real Take Sports Talk 73, Andrew. Joining me today, a Real Take original, the homie, the ultimate Knicks, Mets, and Tennessee Titans fan, Tennessee. Andrew Owenstein. What's good, Andrew? How you doing? Doing pretty good, dude. I was going through it recently, but, you know. It's hard being a Knicks fan. We got the dub last night, though. R.J. Barrett's the only thing that keeps me going, so let's get it. We're going to talk about the Knicks, definitely, Andrew. We're also going to be talking about the MLB lockout, some updates from there. We're going to be talking about an NFL player suspended for the entire 2022 season for gambling, Aaron Rodgers' contract (laughs) update, the New York Jets potentially buying uh, a soccer team overseas, and much, much more. But before we get into any of that, do me a favor, everyone. Hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit that follow button and leave a five-star review. And let us know what you guys want to talk about in the chat. Hit us up with your questions. Feel free to leave a super chat as well. To guarantee your question or statement gets read out on the air. Andrew, before we get started, though, I need to ask you one thing. What is the craziest, weirdest, or all-around goofiest thing in this past week of sports that you've come across? Oh, wow. I know. Loaded question, isn't it? Hmm. That's tough for me to answer, dude. I um, Well, oh, Calvin, Andrew, if you can't Calvin answer Ridley it, news, I'll yeah. answer it for you because Calvin Ridley just got suspended for gambling on NFL games. Let's talk about it because, man, this was – when I saw this, I was like, oh, Andrew, I can't wait to get Andrew's take on this. Bro, he is so funny, dude. <sighs> NFL players are so funny. They are, aren't they? They're a handful too. Anyway, uh – Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entirety of the 2022 NFL season for gambling, betting on NFL games during the 2021 season. The NFL released a statement on Monday announcing his suspension, saying that he gambled uh, on games over a five-day span this past November, and it was said that it was a bet of a total of $1,500. Calvin Ridley went on to say... Uh, When asked about this, I don't have a gambling problem. He also tweeted that he couldn't even watch football at a time at the time he made those bets. He added that he was just going to be more healthy when he comes back and that he knows he was wrong, but he's getting that one year suspension. The NFL determined that Ridley placed a multi-legged parlay bet involving three, five, and eight games, including the Falcons win over, uh, including the Falcons win. So he did bet on a Falcons game, but he didn't bet against them losing, and he couldn't really determine the outcome. Goodell commented, uh, he commended, I should say, Calvin Ridley for his honesty in this matter, and he is free to apply for reinstation for to be reinstated. After his suspension over the next year, he's going to lose eleven million dollars. By the way, but Andrew, what was your reaction to this happening to dude. Calvin Ridley? Like, dude, this it, is, it's crazy, isn't it? Dude, this is so funny because I'm like, bro, what is up with these Alabama? Re- like, what is up with this batch of Alabama receivers, dude? 
You got fucking Henry Ruggs. Now you got Ridley. Like, what is up with these Alabama receivers recently, dude? Bro, he's funny for that, though. Like, I love how... Did you see him on Twitter, too? He was like, he was like, hey, he was like, I'm only gone for a year, LOL. Like, he's taking it as a joke. So, I mean, I don't take it too much of like, hey, I don't really take it as too much of a... I mean, that's not really like a big deal. Atlanta's kind of in rebuild mode. I mean, it's it's it may be... Losing him might be pretty big for them just because, like, Kyle Pitts came out this year. He was so good and everything like that. You know, they're still thinking about trading Matty Ice. Uh, Art Smith's first year went a lot better than a lot of people thought it would. And with Tom Brady retiring and the Saints being in flux, that, that division could be wide open because we don't know what the fuck's going on in Carolina. So that uh, NFC South could be wide open. And um, to me, this whole thing is just funny, though, because, like, I dude, he bet on a Falcons game. <laughs> Multi-game parlay, baby. Multi-game parlay. <laughs> he bet on... <laughs> I do. <dude>, this is... <laughs> uh, see, I, Go I, I, I get... I totally get why you're laughing. Because it's ridiculous. Like, that's what it is, really, right? It, it, it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying... Look, we're not trying to make Calvin Ridley out to be a bad person. Trust me, considering some of the things that NFL players do have done over the past however long... This comparatively is pretty tame, right? All right, let's relax about it because number one, he while he did bet on games and that is unethical and, and he shouldn't have done that and he even admits that he shouldn't have done that. Also, let's not act like it would have made a difference on the impact or it would have impacted the game at all, right? It, like it's not, he wasn't on the field. He wasn't like, like, cause, cause he bet on them to win. He bet on them to win. Remember that. And I think he that's wasn't, important. Okay, he wasn't. He wasn't betting point spreads and shit too, right? He because I'm not because that that's different. That's like right. you know if you if you see a dude if you see a dude oh he stumbles short stumbles short of the end zone so they can you know what I'm saying if you see a dude stumble short just so that you know um the the under can hit or some shit like that it's like okay that's different but if he was just taking full on money line straight up I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, and even was, even that if it was a game that they won too, it, what, 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 didn't you say it was a game that they won too? If it's a game yeah. that they won, it's like yeah. you know he can't just tell them like if they would have lost, it's like that looks a little bit more fishy. You know what I mean? It's like if they would have lost, it was like oh they threw this game for him, but it's like it was a game that they won. That the other team was trying to win too, and they yeah. just came out and, and won. So and you know damn well if the if the Falcons had lost on the game that he had bet, there would have been an even more exorbitant <laughs> investigation done on this because the NFL does not play around with that. Um... Calvin Ridley, I want uh, again. He's not a bad person or whatever. He's he was going through some stuff. That's also something to note. He was going through some mental health issues. And look, it, we all make mistakes. He's owned up to his mistakes. It's cost him eleven million dollars, so it is a big mistake. He was going into the final year of his rookie deal. He's been a productive player when he's on the field, and there's no reason to think that he won't be in 2023. The only question will be what is his value going to be by then. Right, because he already missed some games this year. He's going to miss the entire 2022 NFL season, and at that point, you got to wonder: is this a, is this a guy that the team's going to invest? You know, n not even number one wide receiver money, but like, you know, like even number two wide receiver money. Is he going to get a considerable amount of money to play in the NFL when his next contract comes up? Probably not. And unfortunately, it's it's the hand he's dealt because of a mistake he made. And again, he's owning up to it. Roger Goodell seemed to be very 
understanding, at least in the sense of he's not going to do a complete ban for him. He's not going to be Pete Rose, right? Where Pete Rose, he did this when he was a manager, and he's not even allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not allowed to do anything. He is done with the game of baseball for the entirety of his life. Uh, and there's arguments to be made about whether or not that is just in, in the way that that was handled. But one, one thing we know is that if if Calvin Ridley is willing to own up to his mistakes, right, and he's willing to say that, hey, I made a mistake, my bad, I'm going to learn from it and move on, I think we should accept that on its face and just move on. I mean, again, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that it happened, but... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The dude apologized. He's going to learn from it. And, hey, man, you don't want to talk about Alabama receivers. Let's hope that uh, Ju- uh, Julio Jones is the next. Let's just hope that Julio Jones is the next. Although, from the way he's playing, you might want him to be next, Andrew. <laughs> Bro. Only if we could get cause, – because we're going to draft. We're going to have uh, our, our draft stream is going to be coming up in a few weeks, dude. I'm telling you right now. Oh, I yeah. already know Tennessee. I mean, I, I pretty much have a feeling who Tennessee is going to take. So, you know. Give you a hint. It is. It follows the script of what we've done the last couple of years. It will be an Alabama wide receiver, and it follows the script of what Tennessee does the last couple of years. Just know that. Yep. And if you guys want to be tuned in for all of our NFL draft coverage over the next few weeks, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we're going to be putting up some draft-related articles on RealTakeSports.com. Andrew, you can you can also contribute to that if you want to. Okay. Sure. We'll get we'll, we'll get Andrew's thoughts on there. Actually, that's a great name for the blog. Andrew's thoughts. Boom. Just just give me rankings. That's all I need. R- rankings for positions. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. I, so I'm very good with defense. I'm very good with defense. Defense and running backs. Everything K-Bon, else, yo, yo, all that yo, other yo, shit. I don't. Yo, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau. Oh, I can't even say his name right. That kid's gonna be Thibodeau. a star. Thibodeau. Oh, you you Thibodeau. of course Thibodeau. of course you Thibodeau. know how to say it. It's the name of your coach. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. You got, you got a problem? You got a problem, sir? I don't. Tibido. Tibido. Hey, man. Tibido isn't working out too well in New York now, is he? Um, anyway, let's continue this conversation of the NFL. Move on to Aaron Rodgers, the biggest diva arguably in the entire National Football League. Aaron Rodgers made it known, at least uh, to his inner circle, that he will be back. Aaron Rodgers is expected to make a return for the Green Bay Packers for the 2022 season, according to multiple sources. And it looks like the Packers are going to be more than happy to have him back because according to ESPN, the Packers have made a, quote, significant long-term contract offer to the four-time NFL MVP and it's an offer that is so big, it is allegedly going to alter the quarterback market. Andrew, we know that currently Patrick Mahomes is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, making somewhere around $45 million a year. Um, the, if the Packers do offer Aaron Rodgers a, a market-altering contract, then the New Deal will <laughs> almost certainly be over $45 million, making it. He's probably going to be in the $50 million a year range. Which That's what he wanted, though. Absolutely That's what he, crazy, considering but is that what he much, wanted, though? It's what he wanted, but I'm just thinking, what, what are you going to do? It's going to be Aaron Rodgers and nobody else because they're in cap hell right now. But that's the way this is going. Aaron Rodgers seems like he's going to be paid $50 million a year to play quarterback uh, on a team that is likely going to have no, no good pieces around him uh, again. <laughs> Which you got to ask, why is Aaron doing it? But, Andrew, maybe that's the question I got to ask you. Why is Aaron doing it? 
Um, because he's Aaron Rodgers, and because uh, he is the uh, he's in the state. He was in the State Farm commercials, and because he <laughs> is a he's a one-time Super Bowl champion, and I think Super Bowl MVP. I'm, uh, he was the MVP of that Super Bowl, correct? Pretty sure. Yep. Pretty sure. Yep. Very rarely does it, very rarely does the quarterback not win the MVP unless you know you have like a Heinz Ward or a Malcolm Butler type thing, um, or Julian but, Edelman, um, or yes, or Julian Edelman, yes, or 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 a Cooper Cup, but um, but um, yeah, the reason why he's doing this is because he's Aaron Rodgers, and you even alluded to he is a diva. He was gonna hold out, and people were saying that you know. Um, he, he's been this, by the way, this has been the root of all the problems that they have been having in green Bay for how many years now it was, it was always, they're not getting Aaron help. I don't know how the hell they're going to get him help now. If they're paying him what a a quarter of the whole fucking payroll, how are they going to get him help? How are they going to get him help? Unless, unless, wait, wait, unless, unless this is a, this is a. We're going to sign you to this massive fucking contract and then we're going to trade you to like Indy and we're going to get like Darius Leonard. Like we're going to trade you to Indy. We'll take Carson Wentz. We'll eat the Carson Wentz money, but we'll get Jonathan Taylor and Darius Leonard in return. And, uh, you know, maybe Michael Pittman, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we'll send Aaron over there if they really want Aaron or we'll send him to Denver and just take, you know, like those two, t- we'll take that one stud right out. They're gonna get yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take three draft picks. One stud, the, the stud, uh, fucking, uh, uh, who's the, was it Patrick Sertan is in Denver. We'll take the stud corner, the young stud corner, put him out with Jair Alexander and, uh, the other one, the fucking, uh, the wide out Jerry Judy. We'll take that. We'll, we'll, we'll pair that with, uh, with, uh, Devontae or something like that. Cause they're going to, they're going to franchise tag Devontae. We know that. They're not going to be able to afford a franchise tag Devontae. They're going to be over the cap by then. If they're paying we'll Aaron Rodgers, no, no, I'm serious. Because look, do the math. They're already oh in cap God. hell. They're in cap hell. Oh they're gonna have to get God, rid of both bro. the Smith brothers. They're not gonna be able to keep uh, uh Bondes Gandling. They're not gonna be able to keep a lot of this core. Equinemia St. Brown, I think, too, is is a free agent. Like they are in such a precarious situation. They don't have a quarterback for the future anymore because everyone and their mother realized this season that Jordan Love isn't the guy. And they are now de- fully dependent on Aaron Rodgers because of a gamble they made two years ago in drafting Jordan Love. And I'm not – here's the thing. I think what, what's about to happen to the Packers is very similar, I think, to what is hap- – or has happened over the past few years to the Atlanta Falcons. And that is outside of Matt Ryan, they have very little. They do have a weapon or two, you know, it, it, like Aaron Rodgers. Well, one, of them, one of them just it, got it, fucking suspended for the year. Well, so. well, no, well, yeah, but, but, but let me finish. But Aaron Rodgers is obviously like 10, like 10 times better than Matt Ryan. And that's saying a lot about Aaron Rodgers, but still you have a situation where you're going to have Aaron, you're going to have maybe, okay, maybe they find a way to keep around one of the Smith brothers. Maybe they find a way to keep around Equinemia St. Brown. They're not going to be able to keep Devontae Freeman if Aaron Rodgers is making $50 million, unless Devontae Freeman takes a, 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 team-friendly contract, which he's not inclined to do. If Aaron's not nah. doing it, why the hell should Devontae Freeman do it He's when he's going to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL? If Devontae Freeman hits the free agency market, he will be the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, bar none. And also, the, and if when that happens, what are the Packers going to be? 
Oh, yeah, sure. They're going to go 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Yeah, they might even make the playoffs, but they're not going past the divisional round because they don't have the squad anymore. Like, that was the thing this year. That was the biggest reason everyone was saying the Green Bay Packers, this was their year. They had the best team in the NFC, arguably the best team in the regular season in the entire NFL, and they squandered it. They absolutely squandered it in that game at Lambeau against the San Francisco 49ers because they got their asses kicked by the 49ers. There's no, there was no excuse for Aaron Rodgers to play that bad. There was no excuse for that team with Aaron Jones and company to play that badly. And now, if Aaron Rodgers, the dude, look, here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers is entitled to, he's entitled to ask for all the money he wants, right? I'm not saying that he shouldn't ask for 50 million dollars. He's worth. 10 times that amount that to that franchise, right? But at the same time, he we know that he's a diva. We know that he's a snowflake. If this dude, like, in, in next offseason after this team goes, whatever, 10 and 6 at whatever, and he, he signed this massive record-breaking deal, if this dude goes on Pat McAfee's show and says, well, you know, the team didn't really build around me this season, and, uh... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. If he goes around saying the same damn snowflake Aaron Rodgers crap that he's been saying for the past few years, the, the same type of stuff that his teammates like James Jones, like uh, uh, who's the tight, Jermichael Finley have been saying about him, that it's all about him, him, him. He doesn't care about anyone else. If that's what it is, it's going to hurt his legacy in the eyes of a lot of fans because this dude was every year he was giving the same excuse, man. The team just didn't build around me. Hey, he has a chance to help this team build for the future, and he refuses to do it. There's no excuse. I'm not going to be on Aaron Rodgers' side when that happens because at the end of the day, it's going to be his fault that his team is in cap hell and can't afford to keep keep players that are actually going to help them potentially win a Super Bowl. And I don't know what the contract situation is like with Jair Alexander, but um, if they can't afford to keep him, We'd love him. We would love him in Nashville. Oh, you, well, can I'm they just... afford him? Can they even afford him? You guys are still paying that oh. Ryan Tannehill contract. Oh, no. Tannehill, dude, we're drafting Tannehill's successor. Like, Tannehill's got one more. Literally, this is this is it for Tannehill. He's got one more year. If, if he fucks around and fucks it, fucks it up this year, I mean, we're going to bring back Harold Landry. Kevin Byard and Derrick Henry would literally restructure their deals just to keep Harold Landry around. Like, we have dudes that would literally restructure their deals to keep Harold Landry there. Our, our, our two best corners, Caleb Farley and, um, and uh, Christian Fulton, are on rookie deals and everything. So, will we be able to afford him? Down the road, oh, and Tannehill comes off the books? Hell yeah. But as for right now, we're not worried about that right now. We got, a, we got, a, AFC, we got a third straight AFC South title to go win. Okay, come on. That's not that impressive. I'm not going to lie to you. When, it's not. When he, we have the two worst teams really in the that entire that fucking league. We have the two worst teams in the entire fucking league. Dude, aren't, they, aren't, the Texans, aren't the Texans getting the number two pick? Like, they, they're picking, like, one or... It's like they're picking one and three, the Jaguars and the Texans. Like, they're, like, both in the top three. Like, that is not a good division at all. But I still want Deshaun Watson out. 
I still want him out. You you should. You should want him out. That's a I still look. want I, I there, dude, there were people that I, I was talking to people that were telling me they were all like, Oh, Deshaun should stay in Houston. He should build. I'm like, no, 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 no. From a Titans fan, uh, from a Titans fan perspective, I'm getting sick and tired of that motherfucker with nothing dropping 30 points on us. Get him the fuck out. Get him the fuck out. Send him to Miami. Send him to Denver. Send him to Carolina. The Giants can trade for him. I don't give two shits. Get him out of this division. I'm done. Davis Mills, Davis Mills without an OC, I can deal with. Davis Mills without with no, no OC, I can deal with. Without Davis OC, Mills can, with no development, I can I, I can vibe with that. I can deal with that. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Deshaun Watson freewheeling. I've been watching Deshaun Watson freewheel for the last five fucking years and drop 30 points on us with nothing. No, get him the fuck out. I'm done with that shit. Get him out. This is a family-friendly show, sir. Can you please stop saying fuck every five seconds? <laughs> Well, because Indy, Indy's gonna find a way. Indy's gonna find a way. To I love shoot how you ignored that whole thing. You just went back in your rant. <laughs> Indy's gonna find a way to shoot itself in the foot. We just have to. We just have to get to the dance. I. I really hate being that fucking you got team to that'll the dance go thirteen year and, and it did. And it didn't work. It didn't work. Which is why I'm saying this is Tannehill's last chance. This is Tannehill's last. If we win three straight division titles, if we win three straight division titles, and we get the number one seed again, and we 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 lose in the first round, like we or we lose in that divisional round again, I'm. I, Hey, Tannehill's got to go. We're, we're drafting his successor. We're drafting his successor in this draft, by the way. Like, we're not getting Kenny Pickett. Maybe it'll be Desmond Ritter. Look, we are drafting the successor to Tannehill. Desmond in this Ritter draft on that now. team? Oh, I think I think Desmond Ritter on that team would be really good. Dude, with, with all the weapons like, we like, already have. With all the we're, weapons we're take... around him, with, with Derrick Henry to fall back on, like, that Arthur is Ron and, and Brown, that defense. And that, and that defense, defense Arthur and that Ron offensive Brown. line healthy? Dude, dude Desmond the, Ritter. The guy that we're going to take this year, the, the, the wideout we're going to take this year, dude. Once he once he comes back from his injury, oh, he's gonna be a stud because he was a stud before the injury. Look at Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith did pretty fucking good for the I Eagles cannot, when he came back. I cannot. Okay, real quick. And he doesn't. And that this, they don't even have a quarterback. Bro, bro, I'm still, I'm still like the. Uh, look, look, Rashad Bateman is really good, right? Right. Look, he proved me wrong. Like all that stuff. Cool. I'm still pissed. The Ravens didn't trade up. To get Devontae Smith. I cannot believe that it was a question about whether or not Devontae Smith was going to be good because he's too short. Dude, people were actually saying, pundits, analysts who were getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year were saying that, oh, he's too short to play, to be a number one wide receiver. And here I'm watching him with, 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 Nick Sauriani and 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 like and and uh, Jalen Hurts running back. He's got a running back playing quarterback, and, and he's Jalen Hurts, who's a decent, who's a decent and good quarterback, right? I've seen him light it up, and him being the only receiver who's actually catching balls on that team. Like, and everyone was saying he can't. Well, he's too short to play. And I'm like, dude, he dominated in college, and, and he, he was dominated like in Alabama. That was the thing. That was the and problem. They said he was too up, small. Though. He, he bulked yeah. up, though. He bulked up, and he was still just as fast, and he was stronger, and he could jump. He's out jumping everybody, dude. I don't understand it. Like it, it's the same thing with like in the NBA with Josh Giddy. Like you, you know this especially. I was like, I was raving about Josh Giddy. Like I was like, this guy has superstar potential written all over him. I, and like ever and everyone's like, yeah, you know, second round pick, second round pick. I'm like, look, I wouldn't pick him in the top five. Thank God the Thunder did. They're my, they're even smarter than I am because of that, because even I was like, 
top five. I was like, oh, well, I guess they got their guy. But I, now I'm sitting there like, shit, I should have went all in. Like, Josh Giddy should have been the number one overall pick. Um, but, I mean, no, I mean, like, again, I, I just think, like, there, there's some things. And I'm not saying, like, you know, you or I are, like, primetime analysts. Actually, I am saying we're primetime analysts. Be sure to check out our coverage of the NBA and NFL draft coming up over the next few months here on Real Take Sports. Um, but, you know, it, it baffles me that, like, there's some things, Andrew, like, you see. And you're just like, dog, that's like easy to do identify good talent. You know, it's just like, oh, that dude can play. Like, that, that's about it. That's about it. Well, that's what, you don't need it anymore. Mean, well, I mean, look at, look at, I, I think but the Devontae Smith, dude, part of the, uh, he was coming off an injury too. So people were like, we don't know how he's going to come back from an injury. I'm letting people know this right now. Okay. When you have top five, top 10 talent like that, that gets injured, Tennessee, we are the prime example, dude. Jeffrey Simmons fell to us at like 17 or 18. Jeffrey Simmons was a top five, top five overall prospect that literally fell to us because of an ACL tear. And thank God for that ACL tear because Jeffrey Simmons is literally the next Aaron Donald because we don't give a fuck what you do when you're, when you're injured. We know what you can do when you're healthy. That's why we took Caleb Farley. That's why we're probably going to take Jamison Williams. We don't give two shits what they do. Just get healthy because we know what you can do when you're healthy. My God, dude, I, I can't wait for also we're still getting burned or uh, I don't know if you know this. This is the last thing I'll say, then we'll move on to our next thing because I know you want to talk about your next. But we are still getting burned for mostly me, but but we're both still getting kind of burned for our take on Mac Jones from last year's draft. Like Which like it, it's weird. Like I mean, um so well here's the thing. Again, it's mostly me. Because I was like very, like you know me, I was like very questionable about Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. I stand by Zach Wilson. Mac Jones quite proved, like he just proved me wrong. Um, like that's fine. Like I'm, I am willing to admit that I'm wrong. But we were both kind of like, you know, when we were listing out the quarterbacks, we were both like, you know, Mac Jones is kind of like, you know, as far as like top five, he's towards the bottom of that five. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I mean, as a prospect, we listed him low, but we also said that him to the Patriots would oh, have been great. him yeah. to the Patriots is a match made in heaven. We did specify yeah. that. that. We did that. The only that from a talent perspective, he's he's not as talented as these other guys. But the only match for him that's going to maximize his already limited ability is the Patriots because he's a he's literally a Tom Brady clone that was a match made in heaven we did Bro, specify it, that we, we we did specify like we said it on draft and i was like hey man if there's anyone who's going to maximize his ability is bill belichick like literally yes. i think those are, those are I, one, one of us said that i think they might have been i think we both might have said that at the like mm -hmm. like after each other but um but yeah no the, the, those, those boss the arm he didn't he have the arm have, of the other guys have, he still doesn't i mean yeah He's got the IQ. Did you see, he doesn't like, have like, the arm. Come on, like, come on! Like, like he won a game. He won a game, won a game and threw three, three passes. passes. Three passes. They didn't trust him throwing. And again, it's like this is not an indictment on Mac Jones. It's just what he is, right? He's very accurate. He's smarter than I think I thought he was for sure. He's 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 more poised than I thought he was, and he's more talented in general. I think he's way more accurate with his medium uh, ball throwing than I thought he was, and that's great. Mazel top to the Patriots. Now build a damn defense so that you can actually win and not get routed in the playoffs. Um, see, see, the argument, because when we when we were putting that list together, we were also looking at it from the perspective of, like, who's going to go where. Like, for example, if we take Mac Jones off of the Patriots and we put Mac Jones on, let's say, the Jets. The Jets? Oh, how many more games there. are the Jets winning? They still might beat Tennessee because we, we 
but but besides that, um, they might not beat Cincy. Um, what was the other game? Did the Jets win three? They, games they won like four. Or? They won like three or four games. I, I think their their other win was like. The, they think they beat, beat the Dolphins. Think they beat the Dolphins. Might have been. It might have been. They, they were like still you know the Dolphins though, had like we, the Dolphins had like a run of games where they just remember they started one and seven. They so. were like one and seven. Yeah, and then when we I, but no no no. But they were when they were making that playoff push and everyone was like, oh the Dolphins are a playoff team. I'm like, listen, if the Dolphins beat us, they're a playoff team. But oh we, never mind, we, never mind. We it shut was, that shit down real fucking. It, quick. it was it was Titans, Bengals, Texans, Jaguars. <laughs> I love this. They beat the, they they almost beat the entire AFC South. <laughs> It's like that, that is not an accomplishment. I'm worried about this team now. Uh, well, look, we, we can't we can't dwell. We'll, we'll stick with New York though, Andrew. For, just for your sake, and, we can't dwell on this I, anymore. I, I'm pretty thing. sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the win or the when they lost to Indy. I'm pretty sure that was a one possession game that was in Indy. Like I'm pretty sure that was a Thursday night game, and I'm pretty sure that Thursday night game that they won was a one possession game that the Jets actually had a chance to win the game at the end against Indy. That was uh that was uh forty five to thirty. That was when Josh Johnson almost brought him all the way back. Like Josh, that was Josh yeah. Johnson's like greatest game. Pick. Yeah. Oof. All right, guys. Let's move on, Andrew, and talk the about South. the AFC South. Is oh, the you want well, you want to talk the about the something AFC more South, triggering please. to you than the AFC South? It is definitely the New York basketball Knicks. Andrew, look, I, I'm gonna be very blunt with this. Last year, the Knicks shocked the world by making the playoffs. This year, they sit at, as the 12th seed in the East. Andrew, what is wrong with your New York Knicks? Why such a drastic decline over the past year? We knew what was going to happen. We let, even though Alfred Payton was offensively challenged, he was a very good defender, especially in Thibodeau's system. Reggie Bullock, once again, not the scorer that Evan Fournier was, hell of a, hell of, hell of a defender, like, we were a better defensive team last year, and we had a lot more, you know, 3 and D. Uh, Derrick Rose has also been injured the majority of the year. There is that, but we have a vision. RJ is coming into his own, which is good. Cam Reddish, she should be getting more minutes. I don't know what, what, the, what the deal is with Tibbs and Cam. I mean, Cam Reddish really should be getting, you know, the majority of those minutes. And uh, we have a vision, which is if we could lose enough games— and hopefully, you know, get a get a good enough pick and everything. Oh my god, the pretty good prospects. We got this some. Is literally, good... where you were three years ago, two years no, no, ago. No, 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 no. But we got some. Listen, we got some good. Listen, we got some good prospects. We got some good prospects in this draft and everything like that. You know, there's that big white dude, the Porzingis clone from Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. You know, we got him. Um, he he could he could be a game changer for us. We got this kid, Paolo Banquero. Uh, at a Duke, um, which I don't know. I don't know if we need another Duke because we're already we're we're gonna get Zion once once that whole thing clears. No, itself. you don't we're, want we're Zion. Zion. You you don't want Zion. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, dude. All this stuff with Zion, he's just he's just trying to get out of New Orleans. That's it. He's just try, He's cutting every tie that he can with New Orleans. That's all it is. Now, does he have to watch his weight? Yes, of course. Should he be eating? You know, as as. Some people would say, should he be eating uh, big gulps of pancake batter every morning? No, he should not. I mean, it's not a good look, dude, when he's he's fucking overweight and you see him in the fucking Mountain Dew commercial. That's 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 really not a good look. <laughs> but he's a kid. He's a kid. He might not have his baby metabolism anymore, but you know what? We know what he can do when he's healthy. We're just you know we're waiting for him to become a free agent and everything like that. He's not gonna sign no nothing. Uh, he's not gonna sign nothing with uh with New Orleans, nothing like that. He just 
we're looking we're just waiting on him. We're going to get Zion. We're going to, we're looking for that high draft pick. And the biggest thing is RJ Barrett, the last 20 games is averaging 24 points per game. That's what I care about. That's what keeps me going. Cause that lets me know RJ Barrett helps me sleep at night. Cause it lets me know as bad as we are right now, Julius Randle, he won't be on the team two years from now, but at least we know that RJ Barrett is the future of my franchise. You said a lot there, buddy. You, you basically like, like, all the optimism that came from that playoff run last year, all the optimism that came into this season with that playoff run oh, last it's year. Gone. Oh, it's, it's gone. gone. Last year, like, last year didn't happen. As far as I'm concerned, last year, as far as I'm concerned, last year didn't happen. Last year, it was just like last year was the equivalent guys, of like when the, no, no, but but it's like you guys had to no, no. I, I I'm trying to figure out what exactly went wrong, like like or what happened, or like I I have like two thoughts. Like what happened here? Is it is it that you guys overachieved last year? Or is it because you guys had the same core essentially? You guys have, you know, you guys have the same core as you did last year, and you added wow. uh, 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 like Kemba Walker to it, right? So for me, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, okay, worst case, Kemba's like a a bad fit, right? And you guys might have a decline, like of a little bit. But this is like you guys, you guys like seemingly have lost all of the all of what made you really good last year like that is julius randall playing at an elite level he was an elite player last year um you know obviously rj barrett he's still doing his thing he's still balling out but i'm like baffled like you guys have the same situation as you did last year and it's just not working like what is it exactly if you had to point to one thing andrew i'm gonna tell you exactly what it is the biggest loss that we might not overcome. Theo Pinson on the end of that bench. You're blaming all of this on Theo fucking Pinson. Theo Pinson on the end of that bench <laughs> is what held everything together. Andrew, what? What? Andrew, he was like, he was like a, he wasn't even like productive. He didn't even do anything for your team, Andrew. We had we traded up. He played we, like we ten lost, games last year, we Andrew. Lost, we lost our scoring. We lost. Listen, we 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 traded defense at certain spots for scoring. The problem is the scoring didn't come. We traded defense. We traded the offensive. Um, we traded the offense. Listen, this is what we did. Alfred Payton was offensively challenged, but Alfred Payton was a damn good defender. We traded, and, and we also lost Frank Nilakina. See, we were a better defensive team last year. Offensively challenged, yes, we were a very offensively challenged team. A lot better defensively. We lost Reggie Bullock. We 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 got rid of Reggie Bullock, and we bought in a Evan Fournier. Who, yes, Evan Fournier can give you forty. Evan Fournier can't play defense to save his fucking life, though. Um, same thing with Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, when you know his knees are not me like messed up and everything like that, Kemba Walker can go and give you 15, 20 points. He can't defend nobody, which is what we lost with Frank Milikina. Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. And yes, dude, I'm telling you, the guy, the glue guy, you need a glue guy, whether he's on the court or whether he's on the bench. And that was Theo Pinson. Losing Theo Pinson was a bigger loss than people realize. You do understand, like, every Knicks fan out there is going to, like, just berate you for this take, right? Derek Rose has also been injured the majority of the year. That has not helped. <laughs> I love, that I love the same. I love the same at the end. You're just like, 
logical thought. Derek Rose, though. We've also, you know, Derek Rose was also like Derek Rose was like our like third leading scorer or something glue. like that. I'd, I'd argue he was the glue of that team. Yeah, like really, he like definitely last year. Yeah, yeah. Derek Rose was the only because when our point guard couldn't do shit, when when Alfred Payton was literally like, when Alfred Payton couldn't do shit and we needed offense, it was like, all right, now we're just gonna go give it to Derek Rose, who literally could go drop thirty. If he needed to, like, if he needed us to go, if we, when we needed him to go drop thirty, he would, he would do it. We don't, we don't have that. That's why, that's why I think uh, those guys really helped Julius because they took a lot of the pressure off of Julius. When the world needed him most, Julius Randall vanished. But it's okay because even though this year might not be the year, you know what? We'll do what the Warriors did. Listen, we'll do what the Warriors did. We'll take a step back. You know, we'll take a step back. We'll, 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 we'll go get some nice young pieces to add to the core, and, you know, we will rise again. Think about it. Everyone thought the Warriors would fall off when Steph went down, Clay went down, all those guys. And what did they do? They went and got Wiseman, who's barely played, but they went and got Jordan Poole. Uh, Wiseman's gotten this good kid, this year. They found this kid, Kaminga. Um, and now the Warriors are a fucking juggernaut again. They just went and added young studs to the, the fucking, you know, two studs they already had, and they're a juggernaut again. One year. One year off. And look. Juggernaut again. The and Warriors. that will be the Knicks. That will be the Knicks. You heard it here first, people. The war- the Knicks are the new Warriors in like three and we years. Need a, listen, we need a point guard because we haven't had a point guard. Still don't have a point guard. You guys Manny have Kemba Walker. You guys have Kemba no, Walker. No, 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 no. Because Tibbs, Tibbs, is, I don't think Tibbs is sold on Manny quickly. If, if, if we really need to, if we really need to, the future is playing in Camden, New Jersey right now. The, the future point guard of the New York Knicks is Kurt playing in Camden, New Jersey right now. His name is Daywan Wagner Jr., also known as DJ. Um, number one player in the junior class right now. That is the uh, future of the New York Knicks. That's the vision. So if, if the New York Knicks, sorry, when the New York Knicks are looking for a new GM in two years... Andrew, we're gonna use this as your as your uh, audition tape as your as no no no, in, no, no, no 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 it's it's still gonna be Worldwide West. We're still gonna have Worldwide West. Worldwide West can build a. He's trying to build a. He's trying to build for the long haul. He's not. We're not. We're not looking for no quick fix. We're building for the long haul. You think your owner's gonna be that patient? I mean, they were so bad for so long. <laughs> they were so Isn't bad it? for so long. What do I think Dolan's gonna be patient? Yeah, he's not gonna be patient. You know that. Like, like if this isn't working, like if next year you guys don't make the playoffs, I think Dolan's gonna he's gonna fire Tibbs. He's gonna fire like, like he's gonna be a dumpster fire. As long as we don't, as long as as long as we don't, dude. The New York Knicks have not retained a drafted player. You got to hear this. A dra- the last drafted player that the New York Knicks drafted that got to a second contract with the Knicks. I-, I kid you not. I kid you not. Charlie Ward, who we drafted in 1995 or 6, we have not retained a single dude that we drafted, a single drafted player. We have not retained him to a second contract since Charlie Ward. And that dude was in the 90s. No joke. He was the – they call it the Charlie Ward curse. RJ – RJ might break it because we have yet to extend Mitchell Robinson. RJ might break it, but I really hope it doesn't get to a point where 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 Dolan goes, nope, brings in a new regime because new regime is going to send RJ away. That's the last thing we need. I can't. RJ is the only thing. Oh, that you can't lose hope. RJ. RJ is like literally the last baron of hope that exists in MSG. He's the only thing that gives me hope at this point. Honestly, like between between your fandoms, Andrew, like you really 
you really like shit the bed when it came to like like picking teams to root for in your in your early childhood like like the titans the knicks the mets but as you've gotten well, to know as you've gotten to know the titan fan base it makes sense right see i'm not the i'm I, it makes sense we're, we're all oh, titans we're fans all are crazy the, titans fans are absolutely same. insane like like emotional, very nice people very emotional yeah, very, too. <laughs> very emotional very bunch. nice people but anything that pertains to the titans no it's life and death I made a, I literally made a video complimenting the Titans, and and, and you still got hate, and you still it got was hate. So, so wild! It was. I made a video complimenting the, the Tennessee Titans, and they got in their feelings, Andrew. They got in their feelings about it. They were they were mad at me saying that you know when Derrick Henry comes back, this team is going to do this team has a much better chance to do some damage. It's not even like that like intelligent of a thought. It's just tr- it's just what we thought was going to be true. But maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe I gave them hope and they didn't like it. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I'm telling you, dude. Tannehill, this is his last chance. This is his last chance because we're drafting a successor in this draft. This is Tannehill's last chances this year, and then we'll see what happens after that. Over under on how many times Andrew says that? How many more times Andrew says that in this episode? I listen. There was a soundbite. There was a soundbite of Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes during the uh, during the um, the Pro Bowl. Patty Mahomes was talking about how he thinks it would be cool to play for Vrabel. So just think about it. Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes for the Titans could be could be a thing. A couple years. Down I want to. I want to play for Mike Vrabel. That's exactly Literally. what he said. And that's how he Literally, said. He it was too. like, I, I think he goes. I, th- Vrabel. Ah! I think I think playing for Vrabel would be cool. I just don't want fucking Jackson Mahomes. You can't have that shit. I can't. I can't have Jackson Mahomes He's making those TikTok him. videos, making those fucking TikTok didn't, videos. Didn't, uh, didn't, fucking... uh, didn't uh, his brother, his brother like banned him, right? He's a, yo, just stop. No, just stop. Like he literally just told him stop. I'm just saying like, bro. Like... Oh, I don't know what those happened Those Nashville, there. those Nashville bars, dude, those Nashville bars and Jackson Mahomes would not, I, uh, that that's not a good, that is not a match made in heaven, dude. Definitely that is not, not a match. That. that is not. That is not, dude. Oh, we're gonna get a Super Bowl too. We're gonna we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna host a Super Bowl sometime in the next couple of years too. And then really? and then everybody. Oh, we in have Nashville? to. We have to. Well, that's why we're looking to build a new stadium. And then we uh, don't. We're literally. I think we literally fall a thousand seats. One thousand seats short of being like the minimum uh, requirement to actually host a Super Bowl. Um, cause the, the atmosphere is great. I mean, what is there to do? Cause I, I, I've been talking to people and they were like, Oh, what is there to do in Nashville besides drink at the many, 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 many bars in Nashville? Well, that's all you go to Nashville to do is just go get hammered. Yeah, you get like many... barbecue. Like, they, they got like nice barbecue and, and stuff like that. Like, and hey, you might blink, you look to your left, look to your right. And you know, you walk into one of these bars and you might see, you know, fucking Ed Sheeran, you know, Kane Brown, all that stuff. They might just be, yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, look, 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 I have no problem with it. The, the, like the only thing is like, isn't Nashville like, like, I'm pretty sure this is true. Like, isn't Nashville supposed to be like the most racist, like metropolitan city in the entire United States? I refuse to comment. There you go. You heard it here first. I just, <laughs> I just, I just know during last election we're not getting into politics. I just know during last election, I think the first state that was called for red was Tennessee. <laughs> it. Moving on. Amen. 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 Oh, by the way, Glenn Jacobs tweets. Oof. Oof. Uh, it's uh, for those who don't know, Glenn Jacobs, uh, aka Kane from WWE, is the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Like deadass, he's like the mayor of Knoxville. <laughs> like, like, and and he's like, and he got owned on Twitter by like 
every wrestler. It was his whole thing. Go check it out on Twitter, guys. Oh my god, this show. Where where are we going? What's next? Um what's Okay, now next? I know what's next. What's next? Um moving on. Andrew, let's talk about Coach K because he had his final game. Coach K had his final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And boy, oh boy, it was an emotional send-off. He made a big speech. Coach K, of course, five-time champion, two-time Hall of Famer, which is insane to think. Also five-time Olympic champion as a coach. Uh, he is, I believe, the most winningest coach in college basketball, if I'm not mistaken. He's oh, yeah. got, he's like, this dude has done it all ten times over. And he's a legend. And this is coming from someone who is a UMD Maryland Terrapin fan. It doesn't give me much pleasure to say it, but you got to be able to call out greatness while it's still here. And and when you're asked about it and when, when Coach K, someone like Coach K is coming to the end of his career, you have to acknowledge it. Coach K is great. He's going to go down as the greatest coach in ba in college basketball history. And that's just about it. But, Andrew, my question to you, I guess, right now is what's the legacy of of Coach K going to be moving forward after he retires at following this season. He's still got March Madness to do. Like he's gonna like they're they're gonna make the tournament and all that. But what's his legacy gonna be and where is and what's the impact of having Coach K in basketball gonna be long term? I mean he's gonna be remembered as the greatest college basketball coach ever. Um most wins and everything. He's got those he's got the five national championships. He's he's coached, you know, all those players and everything like that. He's coached big names. Um he has a coaching tree. Not the most successful coaching tree, but he does have a coaching tree with uh Capel, uh He's got Capel. He's got uh, the – I forgot the Northwestern coach's name. Uh, he had Wojo before Wojo got fired from Marquette. But, you know, not the best not the best coaching tree. But that's beside the point. The point <laughs> is is that he um, – I, I hated Duke for the longest time, dude. But, you know, my hatred for Villanova has overtaken Duke. So it's like I, I, I tolerate Duke. I tolerate Duke. Um, anyway. <laughs> um yeah, dude, he's, you know, it's going to be like an adjustment without ha like not having Coach K just because like he's like almost been like one of the faces of college basketball for like the last how many 40 years. And just looking at some of the quotes from some of the other coaches and everything, you know, Calipari, like I saw a John Calipari quote the other day where he was like, you know, he was like, you know, think about it when when you when you walk into an arena, right, he goes, I've had the experience at two other schools, Memphis and UMass, where I walk into the arena and I am that team Super Bowl. He was like, and then that's that's um, uh, that's every, and then uh, since I've been at Kentucky and everything like that, he goes, this guy's been doing that for the last forty years. Like, think about that. He's been doing that for the last forty years, being the biggest game on everybody's schedule, and you know, like just not having Coach K and everything. It's uh, it's going to be an adjustment and everything. So. Shire is going to take over, and we're going to see what's going to happen with Duke. I don't see Duke falling off drastically, drastically, because they're still like if you look at their recruiting class, they still Harry's have like one of the too. top. He's, he's a good yeah, coach they, too. They are. They still have like the they have no recruiting class coming in for next year and everything. So, but you know, it's good. I mean, not having Coach K is going to be an adjustment, dude. Like it's going to be one of those things where it was like, I mean, remember how like when the NBA season started after Kobe retired, and it was like, wow, like like Kobe is like. He, he's done like this yeah. is like it's kind of like going to be on that level like you're if anybody goes to watch that first champions classic watching duke play against like kentucky or michigan state or the other one um 
or Kansas. And you're going to see on that sideline, it's not going to be coach K. It's going to be like, wow, like this is really like, it's really real. Like he's, he's done. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And look, I mean, he's, he's, he's like someone who I think like, it's weird. Cause coach K is someone who oddly had just the utmost respect amongst both college athletes and athletes in the NBA. Cause he coached, like people forget, he coached the NBA in the Olympics. Like he coached NBA players, I should say, in the Olympics, and they think the world of Coach K. Like they they love him and they respect him. And like, I think like having like that cross, I guess that cross appeal uh, across both of those different leagues and 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 uh, uh, groups of players is, is just it that just tells you how great he is and and how inspiring he is. Uh, that being said, if Duke wins the national championship this year, I will be disgusted. And I will vomit. I don't care if it's his last year. I don't want to see him go ahead on top. I don't want to see the Duke Blue Devils win. Yeah. Also, also, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. Like I know UNC and, and Duke has like been like the hottest ticket or whatever, and 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 everyone's like, oh, the greatest rivalry in 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 in, bas- in college basketball. No, no, Duke UMD. Fight me, YouTube. Fight me in the comment section. They will too. They they will fight me on that one. UNC fans are hilarious to, to fuck with on, on YouTube. I don't I don't I don't I don't me and Carolina fans are not me and Carolina fans are not. I'm still I'm still that twenty seventeen national championship. You're still hurt. That twenty seventeen national championship dude, dude. That dude was out of bounds. That dude was out of oh bounds. You're call still on it. that? I, I, You're still on I'm that? I'm very upset. I'm very I'm very upset, dude. I'm Andrew, very that was that very... was four years ago. That was five years ago now. Very dude, upset, dude. We're getting old. We're getting old, my G. We're getting old. I was very, I was very upset. You know what else? Is, you know what's not getting old? This show. So hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Andrew, let's move on and talk about both of our least favorite thing to honestly talk about probably ever. Uh, and that is lockouts. We don't like them. We don't want to see them. But unfortunately... The MLB owners are absolutely corrupt, and they are run by the most incompetent commissioner in all of major pro sports. Last week, Major League Baseball commissioner Rob Manfred canceled the first two series of regular season games after owners and uh, MLB Players Association failed to reach a new CBA before the league-imposed deadline. The two sides met on Sunday, and the MLBPA made a new proposal but the deal does not appear to be imminent and more games are likely to be canceled into the season when cbs sports chronicled the reasons as to why the deal has not been reached it looks like the owners created leverage against the players they instituted the lockout as soon as they could to wall off the possibility of a strike they waited more than six weeks to make their first proposal to create the impatience it is it's all a strategy that this is all created by the owners they wanted to create a situation where they could lock the players out and win this pr battle and and maybe leverage it it didn't work for them it's not working for them um and it is really bad players are accusing mlb ownership of orchestrating a misinformation campaign and it, it it's getting very bad like we have not seen andrew a 
I don't think we've seen a lockout situation, a CBA situation this bad. I think since the 94 strike. And that already created a lot of dis- mistrust between MLB owners and MLB players. And I think this has honestly created an even bigger rift. And and I think the fans right now are just like like the owners aren't winning the PR battle with the fans. Like fans are pissed about this. What do you what's your take on this? What are your what's your take on MLB games getting canceled, the likelihood of more games getting canceled, and just the way this is all played out? I'm ticked, dude. I'm ticked. Bro. I need baseball, dude. Dude. Football's over. Basketball's gonna end. We need we need baseball, dude. It's it's a rite of passage. We need baseball. And it just annoys me because, you know, Manfred, they're gonna keep canceling games and everything like that. They're gonna if they do have a season, it's gonna be one of those shortened seasons like we had in that twenty twenty season. That season honestly fucking sucked. As if we have a season. If we have a season at all, it's gonna be a short it's already gonna be a shortened season. And I don't want nothing like that that twenty twenty season that we had and everything. Cause that was I was not gonna get to that. But um from a Mets fans perspective, I'm not getting into that. But um I just I just think that, you know, they should come to an agreement, man. Like 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 you like you even saw it, dude, like with the greed, like the field of greed and everything like that. Like yeah. that's that's really all it is and everything like that. And think about it, dude. The players the the players, they're the ones that are actually going out there and doing everything. They're the ones like Manfred, he doesn't have to throw, he don't gotta stand in that box, you don't have to do nothing. And the people like you and me who go to the games, dude, and buy the apparel, we're the ones who at the end of the day, we're the people who are, you know, we're responsible for the revenue. Their revenue comes from us. So by keeping us away, they're just, you know, we're we're being screwed over by not getting the product that we want. And they're essentially they're essentially, I mean, they're going to lose money, but these people have so much fucking money that, you know, maybe not having a season this year is not going to affect them that much. But, you know, the, the people like us are the ones who really end up getting affected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the players, the players, they have money. The owners have money. Manfred, they have all that money and everything like that. The people who end up really losing is going to be us. And that's the part that I hate. That's the part that I really hate the most. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the players, obviously, I mean, like, look here's the thing people forget because i think like you know and i've i've been guilty of this too people want to like call the it, it is on some level uh thing of like you know both the players and the owners at the end of the day want more money and, and you could see that as bad for both sides right but the owners is just the the own what the owners are doing is just egregious because not only are they withholding the players uh ability to play and make money but they're doing so literally just so they can make a few extra bucks off the top and they don't have to pay the players anymore. They don't have to provide uh, minor league players with better services, which talk to anyone who's ever played in the minor leagues, who's ever actually traveled with a team in the minor leagues. It's not an easy thing to do. A lot of times these players have to pay for their own travel, pay for their own hotel, pay for their own expenses. It's bad. It's really freaking bad and people don't realize it. So I'm absolutely appalled at the owners and and what they're doing. They're not winning the PR battle. Rob Manfred, with his handling of any big time situation in his throughout the, his entire tenure as commissioner of the of Major League Baseball, has shit the bed every single time he's been given an opportunity to make the game better. Whether it was replay, whether it was the uh, the Houston Astros debacle, everything he's done. This man right here, Rob Manfred, everything he's done. Every crisis he's dealt with, every big moment he's had the opportunity to step up in and be a leader, he's absolutely failed. 
And I'm not, and look, this is also on the ownership. Rob Manfred represents the ownership. I understand that's his thing. But dude, this, like, like the owners need to get real about this. And I think we need to, as fans, have a conversation about this because Andrew, you and I have talked about this. This wouldn't be happening. Things like a work stoppage, things like a lockout, things like teams threatening to move as a as a bargaining chip wouldn't happen if we had community-run teams. And someone might ask, oh, what's a community-run team? The Green Bay Packers are the probably the best example of this. A team that doesn't really have an owner. They are, they are owned essentially by the community of that area. So teams won't leave. Teams will be run by, you know, a trustee or a president like the Green Bay Packers are. And it works for them. Like, say what you want. They uh, win a Super Bowl every, like, 15, 20 years. But, but no, in all seriousness, like, the incompetence and the greed of these owners got to stop. Like, I, 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 at the end of the day, like, let's not pretend like the owners are looking out for the best interest of fans. They're not. They're not looking out for you. They're not looking out for me. They're looking out for themselves. These are billionaires trying to gain, trying to make millions off of us. And it's just absolute crap. Yeah. It's a shame, dude, because we had the 2020 season, barely had baseball. It was a fear. We barely had a 2020 really, season. I'm really pissed off that we don't have baseball this year, dude. I, so, I, I You yeah. know what? It's it's become part of my yearly routine to have the Mets let me down. So it's gonna it's really going to mess with my psyche if I can't have that this year. Right now, we're down to like 91 games. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go even lower than that now. That's crazy. Oh. That's crazy. Could you imagine it's like a 50 game season? That would be ridiculous. That would actually, like, I'd be like, dude, if you're for all I get a point where it's like half the games you're going to be can't just don't play. Like, just don't. Just let's just, I mean, look, it's going to be bad. Like, even if they play, I think it's going to be just as bad as if they cancel the season. Like, genuinely, I just, this is just, it's going to wow. be bad. I, I, I like, it's going to, and here's the thing I, I don't even think we talked about this, Andrew. Like, a lockout is bad for baseball. <sighs> we saw what the 1994 strike did. If we even get, like, if half the games get canceled and they decide to play, even then, this is going to be a huge scar on baseball oh, for a long time. And they're going to lose fans. They're going to lose but, fans. But, 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 because history does repeat itself. Well, I'm not going to say history repeats itself. It just rhymes. Something similar happens. The 1994 lockout the, going into the 1995 season. The 1995 season was the first time oh my the God. Seattle Mariners was the first time the Seattle Mariners made the playoffs and won a playoff series. So that could be something, dude. As much as I want to see my Mets go get back to the playoffs and win a World Series, dude, Seattle, those Mariners fans, they have been dying to sniff the playoffs. Dude, Felix Hernandez might go down as the greatest pitcher of this generation to never play a playoff game. Think about that. Yeah. Because he spent his entire career in Seattle. And then the last year is in like Baltimore. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I mean, almost as crazy as Mike Trout never. You know, Mike Trout's never won a playoff series. Never. He might be yeah, the that's, best. That's, he actually that, is the best. No, no. Yeah, actually, I, I think I, I'm not going out on a limb when I say this. Mike Trout is the best baseball player ever to never win a playoff series. It's criminal what the Angels are doing. Like that, that if any, like hold like, on, the Angels, the Angels put a team around him though. They just underachieved. The, 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 dude, I've never seen a team 
that, that I don't know. I want to see what that Angels payroll looks like, dude. Some of the fucking names they put on that. Some of the names they Albert put on that Pujols. field with him. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 dude. I'm talking. They had Angelton Simmons. They went out and got Ian Desmond. They had the uh, who was the um uh the uh, Upton, the one Upton brother and everything like that. Like they they um the the who was the pitcher? They had the one pitcher, not the guy who died. They had this one ace. Like like the Angels, the Angels spent money on their team just to underachieve. If that was their plan, it worked. It absolutely worked. Guys, hit that like button. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever new videos release. Moving on, Andrew. Let's talk about something that is near and dear to your heart. Let's talk about the NBA. And let's talk about who we think are the best players in the NBA. And I know that the LeBron James picture is going to trigger you. But he's always in the conversation when this happens. Andrew, I'm not going to mince words. We're more than halfway into this NBA season. The playoff picture is becoming more and more clear. And a lot of the players are making their cases for MVP. We're not talking about... This isn't a prediction for the MVP. But I want to know right now. Right now in 2022. Who is the best player in the NBA? And why? Because... Because Kevin Durant hasn't played in a little minute because he can't stay healthy and everything like that, I'm going to lean more towards Giannis. reason why mm. I'm leaning more towards Giannis is because Milwaukee is sitting in the driver's seat as the team in the East. They're the defending champions. They really haven't missed the beat and everything like that. You know, The Lakers, LeBron had his 50-point game the other day or something like that, but wh where are the Lakers going? Where, where, where are they? What is their direction? The Lakers have no direction. So, I mean, he could go put up points and everything. If Kevin Durant has been playing and everything, I would – obviously go with Kevin Durant because he is the most skilled player in the entire NBA. But, you know, a lot of people, even last year, dude, it was the same deal. People forget about Giannis just yeah. because, you know, Milwaukee is an afterthought. And then next thing you know, you blink, they're the one, two seed in the playoffs. And last year they went all the way to the finals and won it. People forget about Milwaukee. Like, dude, Milwaukee is that one team. They could go win the East again. And literally, like, you'd be surprised, but you wouldn't be. It's like they're they're an elite team hiding in plain sight because nobody gives them their due. So with that, uh, I'm going to have to lean with Giannis just because they haven't really missed a beat, everything like that. He's still arguably the most dominant player in the entire league um, right now. And just given the where the Lakers are going, that direction, uh, the direction that they're in, like they're on a downhill spiral and Kevin Durant not being healthy, I'm going to have to go with Giannis. But, but, but. Okay, you said not MVP. We're not talking about the MVP, but if we do talk about the MVP, I'm just letting you know, John Morant better get some votes because Memphis, what Memphis is doing and how John Morant yep. literally came in and changed the culture singularly, Yep, that, that can't be understated. I, but in terms of best player in the league, that. best player in the league, I got to go with Giannis. I, I, I'll, I'll one-up you on this. Um, it's Giannis and... He is the best player on the planet. I know you said KD is the like most skilled player when he's, he's not injured. A, when KD is the not most injured. skilled, look, look, look. KD's the most skilled shooter by far. I th or, or like he's he's like the most skilled scorer. I would say like by far he is a bat as a basketball like talent pro like all that. He's great. He's the best, right? Well, okay. But as far as a like, if I needed to determine who is playing at the highest level. Who is bringing their team up like from what a would be like a fledgling team? To be honest, it's Giannis. 
Like they are the third, they're the three seed right now. They're fighting to be, they're fighting right up there, honestly, with the 76ers and the Heat for the number one seed. Giannis is the best player on the planet. He's coming off of an uh, and uh, finals MVP on a team where there really wasn't, like, there's not an, another elite player. Like, Chris Middleton is great. Chris Middleton is a great player, but he's not an all-star. He's not a uh, first-team or second-team or even third-team all-NBA type of guy. He's really good. But Giannis overcame all of that throughout the playoffs. He beat KD. It might have been by by the by one of KD's toes, but he beat him. He beat KD. He went through the East, and he's dominated that for a long time. We've known how good he is, and I think we are about to hit. I think the Bucks are about to hit a run of years of the like we've never seen. I think Giannis is actually going to be like we talk about. You know, like this being an era of super teams. This being an era where where you know you need at least one or two all uh, all pro or or all nba type of players in order to win. Giannis is proving that whole narrative wrong and I think he's going to prove it wrong because playoff Giannis what what we're seeing now it's a child's game compared to what we're going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, if we when we get playoff Giannis like other than the free throw line where he's absolutely atrocious, Giannis dominates every aspect of the game. Like this dude will this dude will average like five blocks a game in a series. This dude will put up like his 30 and 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 10 rebounds. He's a monster. And there's no one like him. That's the thing. When I judge best two, I'm also thinking like, how would this guy do in like the 1980s? How would this guy do in like, you know, another era? Giannis is like the one guy where it's like there's really no aspect of his game where I would be like, oh, that wouldn't work in the 80s. Because he's so strong. He's so physically gifted. The reason, like, he doesn't do, like, like a lot of the aggressive stuff that people did in the 80s because, like, that's how the rules are. But that's the, but if there's one guy who I'm going to be like, oh, he's going to, he would do it, it's going to be Giannis, right? Because he's just so damn strong. And he's, and it, and it shows. And he's so physical in his game. And he is an elite 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 player by the time he's done Andrew we're going to be talking about Giannis up there with the top I, at least five of all time I really do think that I think he is he's going to be that level of great by the time his career is over I agree I agree like when you think about Giannis dude it's wild because like think about like his impact like on that he can have on a game just think back to like you know think back to just the the NBA Finals, dude. Think about how going into the finals, dude. The the biggest X factor, as good as you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, all those guys were, and everything like that. As big of an impact as they were having, right? You have to look at DeAndre Ayton, who was the X factor. You know, going into that series, Giannis made him a non-factor. Same thing with um with um the Atlanta series as as good as Trey Young was doing as good as the rest of the Atlanta Hawks team was doing you know scoring and everything like that their x factor was controlling the boards and Capella uh his impact the minute Giannis basically made that a non-factor it it reshaped the entire because he Giannis is going to take your big man out of the game and 
Giannis, like he's gonna Giannis can attack your big man from a like offensive perspective, and then from a defensive perspective, dude, this guy is one of the best defenders in the entire. He can go play the five, and he can go step out and guard guard guards and everything like that. Like he's just he's a freak. Like they call him the Greek freak for a reason. So I mean, I agree, dude. His impact on the game, it's it's like the Bill Russell. He has like that Bill Russell impact on defense and on offense. Great. He's just great. He's like, again, that's not hating on Joel Embiid and, and or whatnot. Like people want to say Joel Embiid's the best big man in in um in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, he's up there. He's not better than Giannis, though. He's not better than Giannis. Like, I'm sorry. Then that's like here's the thing. I, I love how people take that though as like enough like they, they take offense to that, right? Like like fans take offense to stuff like that where it's like Oh, yeah, like, this player isn't as good as the best player in the entire league, right? It's like, like you know, like, like that shouldn't be an insult, right? Like, saying that, that Joel Embiid isn't as good as Giannis. That shouldn't be an insult. He's still, like, probably the second best big man in the entire league. That's okay. Hey, fans, fans, fans. It's okay. It's okay. Do tell me what you guys think in the comment section, though. Like, I, I, I want to get – berate me. Berate me. It helps me out. Helps out that algorithm. Baby, I need that engagement. I feed off of it, people. I feed off of it. I did a video this week, Andrew, where where I I I talked about how the Vikings would be a great trade destination, and people were just like, "Oh my God, the Vikings would never do that!" Like like they were raging in the comment section, and like that video had like six thousand views, and I'm just like, "Huh, keep commenting, more, more, more." Are we distracting you? Are, 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 are we distracting you? Nah, you ain't. Okay. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. You know, I, got like, the, I don't want to. I, I, I got the Gonzaga game going on right now. You know, I got one eye on the Gonzaga game. Um, one eye on your phone. I, I know. I know. <laughs> It'd be like that. We're, don't worry. We're on my I got. I got bets. I got bets. You know, I got bets that I got to check on every couple All of right. minutes, you know. All right, Calvin Ridley. All right. Let's um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's keep it going. Um. On a more serious note, uh, again, this is one of the bigger stories of this past week in sports. Brittany Griner has been detained by the Russian government. Um, yeah, so let's quickly talk about this. The Russian government announced that Brittany Griner was detained at the airport in Moscow for allegedly transporting a vape cartridge containing hashish oil in her luggage. The exact timing of her... Wait. It's hit you. I'm just gonna, yeah, just wait. So Brittany Griner was detained at the at the airport and ah, see now you messed me up. I had I had a good thing going, and then you had to throw in a joke. This is a very serious thing. All right, she's being held in Russia, Andrew. This is not a joke. Um, I I I, I don't mean to laugh, but uh, it, it's his fault. I blame him. He he he's that face. Like how how am I supposed to take this seriously? Look at him wearing sunglasses it's like it's 9 p.m what Eastern are you doing standard time eastern standard time anyway all right we're normalizing we are normalizing wearing sunglasses at night sunglasses in the club sunglasses at night we are normalizing this i'm watching i'm re-watching jersey shore right now <laughs> oh my god dude those guys everyone on that show is just a tool also i'm watching jersey shore family vacation that show was hilarious like mike literally eats in every – it doesn't matter what's going on. There's a fight going on. People were fighting at a club. Ronnie was about to murder someone at a club. And Mike's just sitting there like enjoying like cheese or something. I don't even know where – where does he even get this food? 
That, that's what I want to know. Where does he even get? Like, I've never been out to a place that actually serves food at like 2 a.m. Like, uh, you know, like, where does he get? This? Like, I have no idea. No idea either. Anyway, all right, let's get back to the show. Um, Anyway, the Russian government announced that Brittany Griner has been detained after she allegedly was transporting a vape cartridge containing hashish oil in her luggage at the airport in Moscow. The exact timing of her arrest was not clear, but Russian state news uh, said that it took place in February and the government released a video of what it says about Griner's detainment. At home, Griner is a seven-time WNBA All-Star center who plays for the Phoenix Mercury, but like many other WNBA stars, Griner plays overseas because... WNBA players do not get paid uh, a lot of money. So she plays in Russia as well after the WNBA season ends. Um, and, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, one thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I, I think, like, it's it's important to note that we all hope that Brittany Griner gets back to the United States and out of Russia, especially right now, being as high profile as she is. We all hope that she gets back safe and all that. Um, and this is not me trying to pile on to Brittany Griner. This is not me trying to trying to make her out to be a villain or, or, or too, like, too in the wrong. Like I know there's a lot of people out there who are trying to do right now. I do hope, though, that the situation gets resolved. But I also hope that other players potentially take this as a bit of a learning moment. Because, like, let's be honest. If you're a player and you're going to a country like Russia, you're going to a country like China, you're going to any other foreign country, you can't act like it's the United States, right? You can't act like that, like it's the United States. Because in other countries, you go to Japan, and, like, there's this happened in pro wrestling a lot. Like, there were some wrestlers who went who went to Japan, and they had, I think it was a similar thing. It was like, it was like weed oil or something like that in their luggage, and they were almost detained for years. Like, like they, they were about to be convicted on, like, over there is, like, is big-time drug charges, like, drug trafficking charges in Japan. Because other countries take that type of stuff differently than we do in the United States. They take it more seriously than we do in the United States. And I'm not saying what's right or wrong or, or I agree with anything, right? I, like, no, I don't with, with, with the, the way Russia's laws are written. But you got to acknowledge that. And, and I'm not saying there's, they're, like, similar situations overall but there's a level to it that's comparable kind of to the the leangelo ball situation that happened in china a few years ago which was ridiculous right but it, it i think it teaches young athletes it teaches athletes of all ages and, and everywhere to i think just be more careful check your luggage twice and know where you're going and understand that and 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 and, like, even if you're going for a job like she was, like, really understand that, you know, stuff like this can get you in trouble. So, check your luggage twice. Make sure you understand, like, the laws of various things. And, and, and just be aware. Just be aware. Again, I hope Brittany Griner gets gets released back to the U.S. because it, it, it is scary. It's scary, especially right now, for her to be over there. Russia of all countries too, but we're not getting into that. Anyway, I mean, yeah, it's like, dude, when that news broke, when that news broke, I had to do a double take because I was like, Brittany Griner, what the fuck? I'm like, they're not in season right now. I'm like, oh my God, I completely forgot. They, in Russia. I completely forgot they have to play in Europe out of their season because 
they don't get paid. That was wild to me, dude. Yeah, she just got to have better judgment <laughs> and everything like that because uh, can't be doing that shit, dude. Belgium, maybe it, it would have been different to like Belgium or something though, or Amsterdam. You know what I mean? But this oh is this is Russia. This is Russia. All right, moving on. Amsterdam, you could have been. You could have been. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. Uh, guys, uh, again, we hope Brittany Gardner is the best. We hope that uh, everyone is able to get her out of that situation uh, in a in a good way. And we hope she's doing well, like genuinely. Anyway, Andrew, let's move on and talk about our final topic of the day. And it's an interesting one. This is a different one because we usually don't talk uh, soccer. Although, real take football talk, or sorry, Real Take Cup Talk is happening when the World Cup happens in November. That's going to be a fun thing. Real Take Cup Talk is a thing that is going to happen. Bet on it, people. So be on the lookout for that. But Andrew, New York Jets owner Woody Johnson is ready. To, uh, is ready. That's not, that's not a phrase that people use. Anyway, take that back. Round number two. New York Jets owner Woody Johnson is readying a bid to buy Chelsea Football Club in the English Premier League. According to sources close to the situation, he has gotten together a group of buyers that are going to bid on the one of the best teams in the Premier League historically. Uh, he would This would make him, I believe, the fourth owner of an NFL team to be an owner in the English Premier League. I think there's also... Stan Kroenke, who owns Arsenal. We have uh, Jed York, I believe, who owns Leeds. The Glazer family from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers owns Man U. And, of course, Shahid Khan owns Fulham FC. <laughs> so, because the Khan's always got a Khan. Um, anyway, but no, in all seriousness. Dude, every time I hear Shahid Khan's name, I, I have to laugh at Shahid Khan. Dude. I mean, the, the, the Jaguars are. I, 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 well, well, that, that's Khan. a story for another day, but. But, Andrew, what do you think about this? Woody Johnson buying uh, Chelsea FC, again, one of the historically best football clubs or soccer teams in the entire world. What do you think about this? And should NFL owners be able to own multiple teams across multiple sports? I can't see why not. I mean, you just named how many does fucking Kroenke own? Um, <laughs> Doesn't he own the Nuggets, too, or something? I think I think he Dude, Kroenke owns... Every time I go, every time I hear Cowherd say, "Oh, Kroenke's got more money than all of these owners," I'm like, "Fuck, he's he's right. He does. He owns like half. He owns so many. He owns so many." But um, yeah, dude. No, um, this one was kind of funny to me, just because like I I really think the John uh, the Johnson family they just want to feel like winners at this point. You know, they they've they're they're tired of the mediocrity uh, that is the New York Jets, and they want to get their hands on a on a winning a winning, you know, a winning operation. So. That's why they did this. That's the only thing I could think of, dude. I think I, the Jets clearly. I mean, we'll see how the draft goes, but I think I think they're just tired of losing. I I, I love this idea, or actually, I don't love it, right? I'm being sarcastic, but the, the idea that like being a professional sports owner is like that's a job. That that like like like, like that is actually a job. Owning professional sports teams is is a job. Like, Stan Kroenke, by the way, for people who don't know, he owns Arsenal. He owns uh, the Denver Nuggets. He owns the Colorado Avalanche in the NHL. He owns, like, the the Colorado Rapids in Major League Soccer, which I'm like, that probably shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be able to own multiple soccer teams in in multiple countries. Like, that's like, when are we going to, like, 
calm this down. Stan Kroenke also owns the the uh, Colorado uh, Mammoths in the National Lacrosse League. He owns the Los Angeles Gladiators in the Overwatch League, which I don't even know what they play. I'm just listing off stuff that he owns. Uh, it's an esports league. So Stan Kroenke just... He is literally, and I think that's what's happening here. Woody Johnson is seeing what Sam Kroenke's doing. He says, I want to be a professional sports owner too. I want that to be my only job. Like, I don't understand this. By the way, I'm still missing a few on Stan Kroenke's resume. He owns like three other teams that I just am not going to name. But I, I... Is he on the Avalanche? Is he on the Colorado yeah, Avalanche? Yeah, yeah, he owns the Colorado Avalanche. He owns the Denver Nuggets. He owns Arsenal. He owns the Rams. He owns... He just owns teams. That that is that's it. And did you um, say the Colorado Rockies? Did you say he owns the Rockies too? No, no, he doesn't own the Rockies. Uh, doesn't Pat Mahomes owns the Rock or he's part owner of the Rockies? Also, by the no, way, I thought, I thought he was part. Stan- wait, no, I thought Mahomes is part owner of the Royals. What? Or the Royals? Royals? Right, right. That that's what I meant. I, I don't know who owns the Rockies. Anyway, Woody Johnson buying Chelsea though. This is a big deal. All right, like because here's the thing. This is going to be the first winning franchise that Woody Johnson can honestly say that he's been able to buy. This is like, and let me tell you, Chelsea fans who are watching this right now, be very concerned because you, look, we don't look, we don't watch we don't watch football like that too much. But I'll tell you this: I've watched Woody Johnson put together a football team, and it's not good. You don't want. Woody Johnson to own your football team because it is going to be bad. He is a bad owner. He is a bad manager of people. He is a bad manager and and judge of 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 character when it comes to hiring the right people in the right places. This is not the guy you want in charge of your uh, football team. So please, 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 Chelsea fans, do what you do best. Get angry, protest because yo. By the way, by the way, uh, I love pr- Premier League fans. They single-handedly like stopped the whole, uh, the whole like what's it called, like that whole like all-pro uh, league that was going to happen between all the major leagues in uh, in in Europe. Like they were like single-handed, like single-handedly responsible to be like, no, we don't want this. Chelsea fans, get angry, get mad, don't riot, don't do that. This is not a call to riot because you people are insane and you might actually do that. Do not do that. Soccer fans, but, they don't need uh, – I've seen these fans, dude. Some of those fans over there, they don't need an excuse to line up in front of a fucking stadium and burn shit. They, they you know, I know. Dude, I, they don't need an excuse. This, this is your excuse. No, this is not your excuse. We don't condone violence. We don't condone damaging property. Don't do any of that. Peacefully protest. I am in full everyone. support of this. As a, as a fan of the uh, Hockey Vancouver Canucks where – that fan base burns down half the city when they no. lose in the playoffs. <laughs> I condone all of that. He's lying. He's lying. The 94, the YouTube. 94 Vancouver Yo, hey, riots. Hey, 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 hey. YouTube is a sensitive place now, sir. YouTube is a sensitive place. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, tell that. Go go, go, go. tell our viewers. Go look up the 2011 uh, Vancouver riots after the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> the the actually... 94. They did it in 94, too. I am pro. They don't pro. need an excuse in Vancouver I to am do pro. That. I am no, pro no, burning shit down when my team doesn't win. All right, muted. Um, <laughs> muted. Oh my god. I can't believe. Like, I don't even know. We'll we'll figure it out. Hopefully, we don't. I don't get a strike for that. But 
is what it is. We don't condone any sort of violence here in real time. I hope sports. not too. I hope I, I hope I don't I, I it's a joke. I hope I didn't incite something. It's bro, a you joke. Too, don't bro, actually bro. don't actually bro. go do it. Dude, this is I'm not okay, I'm gonna like clip this, but I'm not gonna clip that last portion. No. We like, like we can't. No, oh god. Don't actually That's... go burn shit. It was just it was a joke. It was a joke. Just because they're you, you can't joke. It's twenty twenty two. Well, you can't joke. You can't joke in 2022. People are idiots. I'm an old soul. I'm stuck in the past. Well, yeah, you are. The times. I'm not with the times. Well, Andrew, get with the times because right about now it is closing time. We're 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 heading down that the home stretch here, Andrew. Andrew, you got any final takes this week? I do, actually. I was talking to you about this earlier. It's March. Best time for college basketball. We have the NCAA tournament coming up. You know this is a Gonzaga-friendly channel. I, I always rep the Zags. You know how it is. And um, it's funny because I know a lot of people hate on Gonzaga. They hate on how like they don't play nobody, their culture, and everything like that. And what's funny is is that a lot of people have always asked the question, well, how would Gonzaga fare if you put Gonzaga in you know like a, a better conference, like the Pac-12? Their culture... Uh, you put them, you, people want them to join the Pac-12. Go look at what their lead assistant who left Gonzaga at the beginning of the year and went to Arizona, Tommy Lloyd right now. Gonzaga's number one in the country. Tommy Lloyd took a team that was 17 and I think 10 or 17 and 11 last year. He has them as the number two team in the country. They have like a 28 and three record. And he bought the Gonzaga culture over to the Pac-12 and basically took a team that maybe doesn't have a, as much talent as Gonzaga and just blew away the entire Pac-12. So for the people who want to sit here and they want to make the comments about Gonzaga, go play in a real conference and everything, number one, when they play non-conference big-time teams, you know, they win. Or when they don't win, they're not getting run off the floor. That Duke game, they they, they were in that game. You know, the, the Zion, Williamson, R.J. Barrett, that Duke super team, Gonzaga beat them. Gonzaga played them head-to-head and beat them. So when... You, when a lot of people make these claims about Gonzaga, you know, they don't play nobody, their culture, that small WCC and everything like that, the Gonzaga culture was instilled in a team in uh, the Pac 12 who actually is not as good, does not have as much talent on that roster as Gonzaga. And that team went out and ran, ran, ran through the Pac 12, won it going away, and they're going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So I want the Gonzaga hate to stop because we've seen what that Gonzaga culture in the Pac-12 can do. You take Mark Few, you take his ability to recruit, you take all that, and you put that in the Pac-12, they'd still be number one, just the perception would change. But I'm here to tell you right now, the Gonzaga, the Gonzaga hate has to stop. They're an elite team. They have been an elite team for long. And now we have a sample size where we've actually seen what their culture in a big-time conference can do. That is all. Anyone who's still hating on Gonzaga, just dude, accept that they're good. Just like I don't understand why it's so hard for people uh, to accept Ten, that Gonzaga's uh, good. Michigan, like, Michigan, Ohio State, big big people from the Big Ten. They're still the ones that think this is the '90s. Like, it, it, they're it's yeah. It doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make sense. Oh God, Donovan McNabb is trending on Twitter right now. Do I dare look? I I'm not. I'm scared to look. look. On my phone. Oh 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 dear. Oh, that's not good. Start McNabb. I, okay. Oh, they're they're talking about Eagles quarterbacks. Like, who would you start, bench, or cut? Whoa, Mike. Why is this trending? Why is this trending on Twitter? Uh, okay, Andrew, I'll ask you this, actually. Start 
cut or start bench cut. Wentz, Foles, McNabb. <laughs> uh, I'd start Foles. Uh, I'd bench McNabb, and I'd cut. Uh, I'd cut uh, Carson. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I, I retweet on that one. Oh man, I, I want to get your thoughts though on something because I just saw this, and I'm, I'm just, bro. So one of the most sought after free agents in this NFL offseason is going to be apparently Mitch Trubisky. There's multiple teams that are interested in him. There's a big r- rumor and report going around that Mitch Trubisky, teams are going to be offering Mitch Trubisky $10 million a year to be quarterback on their team. Andrew, what do you think about that? I, 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 uh... don't, don't, I, I, I don't even know what to say, time. dude. This no, I don't time. even know what to say. No, 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 no. Cause I, I did hear everything you said. And it's like, you know, I, the, the whole Mitch Trubisky thing, it's like, I don't hate the guy and everything like that, but it's like, he, he, he's, he's an average quarterback and that's really, dude, Aaron Rodgers could potentially reset the quarterback market. So because Aaron Rodgers is really going to alter the quarterback market that much, Trubisky is really going to get that kind of money. Are you kidding me? Like, when you think about it, like, what's like, imagine, like, so, like, uh, let, let's prorate it. Like, uh, Rogers getting paid $50 million, right? It, it, like, l- let's say, like, that's the rate, right? Mitch Trubisky's worth, like, one-fifth of the money of the best quarterback in the NFL. Or, or the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. L- let's say that's the truth, right? Back in, like, what, 2010 or whatever, that rate probably would have been, like, $20 million a year. So, Mitch Trubisky getting paid $5 million a year in 2010, that sounds about, like, okay, I'm like, yeah, okay, that, that, that's fine. That's, like, fringe, you know, like, you're, you're overpaying slightly for him, but that's fine. But I'm like, man, the mar- inflation's a bitch, Andrew. <laughs> inflation's a bitch. Like, like, that's all I gotta say about this. And look, here's the thing. Mitch Trubisky, everyone, he's, he, I actually think Mr. Trubisky, he's, like, he's a good quarterback. Like, I think he's a good, like, he's decent. Like, here's Taylor Heineke. Here's Mitch Trubisky. He's like a step above Taylor Heineke. That's and that's like with the right defense, with the right piece around him, he can be very good. I, I do believe he can be very good, especially after he played with uh Josh Allen and, and Brian Dable last year. I think he can actually be fine if you're Washington, don't go after him. I mean, the, 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 the commies I mean, should not go after him. But because they actually question. need they need to get a real quarterback. The, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the commies need to get a real quarterback. That's a question. I mean, your initial question, that's something me of all people, I have a hard time answering that because I, I am I am one of those people where like I'm like fucking quarterback. I, I dude, I would I'd pay Honey Badger that money before I'd pay. You know, if I had let's say I'm on a team with an elite defense and I, I lack a quarterback, I would pay Honey Badger to make my elite defense even more elite than I would bring in a quarterback like Mitch Trubisky. That's just me though. I I because I love I love defense. You can never have too many strong safeties. You can never have too many edge rushers, and you can never have too many linebackers. And as the Ravens learned this year, you can never have too many corners. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez, dude, I'm just like, like it, it really didn't matter. It really, really didn't matter. Like we were just. Surprised you guys didn't pick up Damon Arnett. Surprised you guys didn't go pick up Pug and pick up Damon Arnett. <laughs> Why is Ray? Oh, I'm I'm concerned. Like Ray Rice is trending again. Why are these dudes trending? What? Why this is this is not 2010, everyone. I don't even think was Twitter even around in 2010. I don't even think it, it was. was a, it was. 
It was. I think Twitter. I think Twitter was established in two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Two thousand. Most most of these like most accounts that I see were established in like oh, two thousand six. Two thousand six. But it, didn't but it wasn't a thing. Until... It didn't really become a thing yeah. until like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's kind of like so. how Facebook. Facebook was a thing since two thousand four, but it really didn't catch you until like two thousand seven. You know. Yeah. And we were too young for half of it anyway. Because remember, they had the restrictions and everything like that. Oh, oh you have to. I, I fake my age. I fake my age on on. Uh, I oh god. Oh fuck. Oh my god. I'm gonna be. <laughs> There's gonna be articles written about me now, like Albert Pujols. <laughs> Albert Pujols, he did fake his age, right? Like him. Well, we talked about that last time, actually. Ye and and Pujols, everyone faking their age. Like, like, how old does Taco fall? Really, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, who was the other one? There was another one. Um, uh, uh, Fausto Carmona was another one. Oh he faked my his name. God. Oh I know, talk about a name God. from the past, right? If he's a baseball, faked his name, faked his age, and everything like that. What well, next thing you know, dude? I, I I go to watch I go to watch a game, right? And I see, dude, looks like Fausto Carmona got an entirely different name, and apparently he's two years old. I'm like, who the fuck? Is this like is this like a, a doppelganger? It's like no, apparently he lied about his age and his name and everything like that. So this is this is the real. I forgot what his name was or something like that. It was some generic Spanish name. Cause Fausto Carmona, that's a that's a dope name. Not even a lie, that's a dope name. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, bud. I'll tell you what. One thing that's for sure. One thing that's for sure. Greg Oden was not his age when he was drafted. I don't care what anyone says. That man looked forty at twenty at like nineteen. He looked the man looked damn near forty at nineteen. Uh, we got uh, we got Cameron, my good friend Cameron. Uh, who does, by the way, guys, uh, Cameron does really good interviews on his YouTube channel. He does really good interviews with, uh, people who are running for Congress and, 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 and things like that. So go check him out. He's, he's doing, he's doing great, uh, stuff over there. Good to see you, Cameron. Cameron just donated a super chat saying, what happened with Donovan McNabb? Start McNabb, McNabb over Trubisky. I mean, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. McNabb over Trubisky. That's not a hard one for me. Uh, but I will say this. If it's the playoffs, I'm starting Foles over McNabb. I'm you starting Foles over McNabb. You have to. You have to. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, here we go. Cameron said, I'm going to write an article right now about lying uh, on your Twitter age. Hey, man, we all had to do it at some point. We had to get on. We had to get on, um, but Cameron, always good to see you, man. Um, and keep on doing the great stuff you're doing, man. Like you're doing some awesome work, uh, man. Andrew, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, before we close it down for the night? Mm, nah, I think I'm good. I love how you you just can't talk about the match. Like right now, if if see right now, if baseball season were happening on time, you'd be excited about the Mets. You'd have so much to be excited for. You'd, you'd be excited we about the Mad Max, dude. I would be excited about Mad Max. I'd be. But he might not even like, play for you guys. <laughs> like that's what I'm he saying. He might dude. retire. Like, if the, like he dude. might actually retire. That dude's a that dude's a fucking psychopath, man. But I love it. I love it, dude. You, dude, have you ever seen that dude? Like, have you ever seen like some of his clips, dude? Like, yeah, he'll literally be on the mound, dude. He's a psycho. That dude will be he's on hilarious. the mound. He's hilarious. You remember when he was getting? Foaming. You, he's foaming at you the remember, mouth. 
Do you remember when he was when like they, they were searching him for pine tar and like he was just like this is so ridiculous like they were searching him all over oh, starts, the dude put starts, his pants like, down his pants he dropped yeah. his pants because he was like what what you like, go ahead look it's not there and it wasn't there and he was just pissed about because like he got hey. searched like three times in three innings it was actually ridiculous that's but that's the equivalent I guess that's the equivalent of like when a punter when a punter delivers a big hit then they get the piss test the next day I guess that was baseball's version that's of like so stupid I always thought that was so stupid I'm like yeah. this guy's he, been doing this for ten years. Now all of a sudden the guy think, the guy's been striking guys out for ten years. Now all of a sudden you're gonna sit here and you're gonna start like he's got to go through TSA just to just to throw the next pitch. Come on, come on, dude! Like you really that's think, just like, good ball. Brett, that's you really think that's you just really good think ball. like Brett oh, Brett Kern and Sam Cook are out there like taking roids? No, no, they have one muscle on one part of their. They don't even work out on the other leg. They got one muscle that they work out with, and that's it. That is it. Although Sam Cook, I've seen that man throw a football. Launch it. He's got a rocket of an arm. Um, used to be the most accurate passer in NFL history. That went away this season, unfortunately. Um, he qualified, though. He qualified. I, I love that stat, though. I love that, like, punters after, like, what is it, like, seven, like, attempts? They they account for, like, top, like, uh, stats, like like, all-time stats. I'm just like... Who's the all-time like leader in completion percentage? It was Sam Cook as of like three months ago. It was Sam Cook. Yeah. Oh man, you got. He's uh... ahead of Drew Brees. He was ahead of Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees obviously had more attempts, but he still he's ahead of Drew Brees. Hey man, seven for seven, baby. He was seven for seven. That damn fake punt that we called. I was like, no, it was bad timing. Bad timing. Bad timing. Oh man. Searching through I can't Twitter. Wait for the draft, dude. I can't oh wait for the draft, God, dude. dude. I'm so ready for the draft. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm what I'm glad about this draft is there's less of a focus on the quarterbacks because, like, the past few years, like, going back to 2018, uh, even 2019, uh, even though I I don't think it should have been 2020, 2021, there was so much focus on the quarterbacks uh, because there was there was at least like one or two like guys where you looked at them and they were and you were like, oh, that guy's gonna be like bare minimum really good in the NFL. This year, there really isn't that guy. Like, I, I know there's a lot of talk about Kenny Pickett. I'm not even concerned about Kenny Pickett and his small hands. Like, I, like that the same thing happened to Joe Burrow. He's doing fine. Um, but, like, like there's a – I feel like there's just, like – it's not even that the quarterbacks are necessarily bad. There's just so much elite defensive talent in this draft, man. Bro, so Jordan much. Davis. Jordan, Jordan Davis, Davis he, his 40, dude, Jordan Davis has like a faster 40 time than Stafford, and he's a 300-pound defensive tackle. Yeah. And he's, and who was dude, it? Who Hutchinson, was it? Like, you got Hutchinson, Thibodeau, dude, even Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley, they had Derek Stingley slated as the number one corner coming off the board, what? What? Um. Uh. Two years ago, when he was a freshman at LSU, Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner, Sauce Gardner never allowed a touchdown. Sauce Gardner never allowed a touchdown. During his four-year career at Cincinnati, the and you got like, elite. and you got like studs, like athletic studs. Like I don't care, I don't even care if he can't cover. But but Kalon Barnes, who, who that, that kid out of Oregon who ran like it was like weird because like it was like the second fastest official at the combine, but apparently he ran like a forty-yard dash unofficially that was faster than John Ross's. So I'm like, dog, you're talking about like lightning speed. I don't care. I don't care if he can't play. Sign the dude. He's got lightning speed. Do something with it. Put him. Teach him how to return kicks. If you got a, a guy who's faster than Tyreek Hill returning kicks, 
that's a that, like that's a something you can use. Like 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 I I'm just saying like there, there's just so much elite athletic talent in this in this draft. I mean it, it's just I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. And actually, you know what? I'll start a segment, Andrew, on every week. Path to the draft. We'll we'll start doing that. Let's Path do to the draft. Hey, we'll start. Hey, man, we'll start breaking down. Let's start breaking down position by position. I mean, obviously, I think we went over the quarterback last time, but we've like we I mean, start the breaking down. Yeah. You know, I love I love dude. I love my defensive players, dude. I love and it sucks because as much as I want Tennessee to take a defensive player, we're going wide out. Yeah. We're gonna go Jamison Williams. Either Jamison Williams or Chris Olave is there. We're gonna go. We're gonna go that route. How mad would you be if they took like? Malik Willis how mad would you be I wouldn't be as mad because I do know that we are going to draft uh, Tannehill's successor in this draft and Malik Willis has a fucking arm that dude has a fucking cannon yeah Malik Willis with those weapons we got in Tennessee dude don't forget our offense is predicated our offense is predicated around giving that fucking giving that superhuman uh, our superhuman running back the ball for 30 times a game. Like, our offense is predicated around that. So it's not. And then if we have a deep threat, like AJ Brown is already like a deep threat. Julio might not be there two years from now, but if we can get Malik Willis, man, I mean, Hey, you know what? That just, it just opens up for, um, it just opens up the offense a little bit more. You know, we get Derek Henry to kind of, you know, load that box and then that play action with Malik Willis, as long as we got a wide out that can beat the man downfield. And that's another thing, dude, dude, <laughs> who was the guy that tweeted? Um, who was the? I forgot who it was. Somebody tweeted something. It might have been Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons was like, "Hey, all y'all wideouts out here putting up four, two, four, three times." It was like, "Y'all, y'all better be ready when your coach gets mad at you. When uh, y'all gonna have some explaining to do when your coach gets mad at you when you're the last person down the field on special teams." Oh my God. He's like, "All y'all putting up these gaudy four, two times. Just know." They're going to put your ass on special teams, and you're going to have some explaining to do when you're the last one down the field on a kickoff. It's true, though. It's true, though. Like, it, like technique is part of it. Like, it's not all just speed. Special <sighs> teams is funny, dude. I actually pay attention. Pat McAfee actually made me pay attention to special teams now because mm -hmm. it's just – it's, it's Pat funny. McAfee, like, it's, like, he's not – no, no, no. He's, like – I'm glad Pat McAfee's gotten as big as he is because the dude's, like, he's actually – brought attention to special teams and how important it is to a game. It is. Not as important as eating dinner, everyone. Got some top ramen right here. And on that I think note, we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Andrew, as well, thank you. The, the, the Real Take original, along with Johnny G., we, we gotta get Johnny, Johnny bro. We, we gotta get Johnny. Johnny back. We gotta get Johnny back. The like I tell everyone all the time, I'm just filling in as host of this show for Johnny. I've been Bloody doing it half. for the past yeah, I'm hip for the past year and a half. Johnny, you have a job. <laughs> Come back, please. Oh uh, no, but um, well, I'm sure we'll get him back. We'll we'll get him back before the NFL draft. Hopefully, he'll be able to do the NFL draft. That would be cool, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Andrew, final thoughts, uh, final word, final message to everyone out there. Final message, final message. I got nothing. I got nothing. Go Zags. <laughs> got nothing. Go Zags. Go Nats.
go over to youtube.com forward slash Real Take Sports. Hit that like button. Subscribe at that notification bell. Be sure to go over to www.realtakesports.com for the latest articles, news, and notes from the world of sports or whatever the hell I want to talk about. Go over to Real Take Wrestling if you're a wrestling fan to follow us and on there, YouTube. YouTube on YouTube. There you go. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Real Take Sports. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Take Sports Talk. Are you going to say something? Nope. I'm just All ready right, to say bye to the people. All right. And on that note, be happy, be healthy, and as always, keep it real.